part of part of me was hoping like as I've refreshed my feed that it would be like McLaren announces it's exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. And welcome to Loud's a Beautiful Town, um, where we are two days into the summer break of the Formula One 2022 season, and there is shit going down. I am your host, Jess. <laughs> this is not a Formula One podcast. I don't know why I made the intro like that, um, but I'm here with Abby. What's up? Hello. This is this is a sometimes Formula One podcast. <laughs> this is a whatever we the- want it to be podcast. <laughs> This is self-indulgence, the podcast. <laughs> it's a wonder we still have. It's a wonder we still have the amount of listeners that we do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really thought that. I mean, like, obviously, the amount of people listening drops when you don't post as many episodes. But yeah. I was still surprised. I'm, like, regularly surprised by the <laughs> level of engagement with our podcast, which we get like we get all of that data um, from Podbean, and I love scrolling yeah. through that shit. So, I mean, yeah, we we know where where what country you live in. Like, we know a lot yes. of things. Mm-hmm. We um, know everything. We know, we know what podcatcher you use. Yep. Uh, I haven't been on podcat podcat. What is it? Pod. Oh my god, Podbean, Podbean. in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't been editing. Thank you, Abby, <laughs> for <doing laughs> everything welcome. for this podcast. You're welcome. You did just did notes tonight. today. I did. You it's did. been a while since I've done notes, and um, I think that there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you did because it saved me from having to. I was going to do them in between, try and do them in between clients today. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, um, it was also because, like, this is the only thing that I could think about all day today. <laughs> Just fucking Formula One. I was having such a bad morning, and I was just like, man, like, I'm just going to go home. I'll just work from home, whatever. I'm I'm depressed. And then this shit started dropping, and I was like, it just totally made my day so much better. (laughs) My depression is cured. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, us today just minding our own business. and we heard some crazy news and it just kept getting crazier because anything can happen in Formula One, even yeah. on summer break, even during the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just talk about what happened within the last week. We'll say last Monday, because I think he announced his re- Sebastian Vettel announced his retirement last Monday or was it Tuesday? Um, I think it was either Tuesday, last Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. So it's been a week. So Sebastian Mm -hmm. Vettel announced that he is retiring. So he announced his retirement from Aston Martin. And he did this like, so no, first he created an Instagram account. (laughs) And everyone lost their minds. It was like, Sebastian Vettel made an Instagram account. All the Seb girlies were so excited. Seb's going to start posting content. And this is why. 
Seb broke the girlies' hearts. Oh, I, I felt saw so bad for all the Seb girlies. There was this one Seb girly that got on a plane at one point yes! like before this was announced. <laughs> I, I can't remember this person's handle, um, but and I and mm-hmm. I don't follow them. I think I follow them now, but I don't didn't follow them at the time. So this person <laughs> got on a plane, super huge Sebastian Vettel fan, um, said something like, "Oh, I'm I'm flying to Hungary, can't wait, like to go see the race, and I'll see you there, Sebastian Vettel." And then all of the replies <laughs> are just, "Oh God, when she gets off the plane, oh, no. she's gonna be oh, so no. sad." <laughs> <laughs> it was so because because it was he had he had created his Instagram account and then there was like a, a a announcement thing of like Seb is going to give an announcement at twelve <laughs> tomorrow. Oh yeah, and so like people were like, oh, they're gonna he's gonna announce he's extending his contract. He's gonna announce that he's moving to a different team, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Like Sebastian Vettel has finally of all times decided I'm going to get to social media to announce I'm going to change teams or something like that. Yeah. And it's then in his contract. Just- he has to use social media or something. <laughs> yeah. Like just straight up breaks everyone's hearts. And I was like, Oh no. Oh, this is sad. So sad. <laughs> he made this video too. Um, uh, like just black and white video of him, like against a, plain background sitting on a stool and it was very cute um i just listened to quick stops live show this morning while i was driving and i think nyasha said that he looked like he was being like held prisoner by like al-qaeda and was like being forced <laughs> to his, his video before his execution oh god and now i can't unsee that <laughs> i thought it was really good before i heard him say that <laughs> Yeah. Um, but his favorite color is blue and he loves chocolate. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet. I'm looking he just at wants I to just be pulled a dad. up the, Yeah, I pulled up the transcript of his of his retirement speech. Um it's very sweet. Yeah. It, it is, is so sweet. Like just this very and this is kind of shit that we're all about. If this is your first time listening to Lousy Beautiful Town, like you clicked on this because you're like, ah, oh, they're talking about Formula One. I'm sorry, but (laughs) it's also very our kind of shit to be like people living as their true authentic selves and their whole selves. And that's what Sebastian Vettel's retirement speech was giving is like, who am I? I am Sebastian, father of three and husband to a wonderful woman. I'm curious and easily fascinated by passionate or skilled people. I'm obsessed with perfection. I am tolerant and feel we all have the same rights to live, no matter what we look like, where we come from, and who we love. I love being outside. I love (laughs) nature's and its wonders. I am stubborn and impatient. I can be really annoying. I like to make people laugh. I like chocolate and the smell of fresh bread. My favorite color is blue. I believe in change and progress and that every little bit makes a difference. I am an optimist and I believe people are good. What the fuck? (laughs) That's so... That's so vulnerable. (laughs) I know, it is. I love him. (laughs) When I say the Seb girlies were sobbing, I mean me. It's me, Seb girlies. (laughs) sobbing (laughs) i am heartbroken to see him 
no longer be in Formula One next year. That'll be hard to watch without I him. Also- I mean, like, I'll be able to watch it because Lewis Hamilton is there, but. <laughs> But it's also like, I'm excited to see what he does next. I am too. And it's really sad to me that he felt like he, I mean, he's kind of, he does things and he, he doesn't make content like the the other boys Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have social media. And so I think, I feel like I would have liked to see that part of Seb like on Instagram Mm -hmm. or Twitter or whatever, like while he was with. You know, while he's race, well, I guess he could still technically use it now. But I'm curious if he didn't, he felt like he couldn't be that vulnerable while he's in this sport. <laughs> and he had Oof. to get out in order to be his true authentic self. Like, ah! really, like it's been a couple years since he's really raced like passion, like, I don't know. Competitively. I don't know. Competitively with I don't know. He just seems like he's out there for Mick, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he just wants to hang uh, out with Mick and drive with him. <laughs> I we'll, We will never get to see Sebastian Vettel share a podium with Mick Schumacher. And we don't know that yet. Sad. We don't know that yet. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, we do, in fact, have another half of a season to go. So what if- who knows? Somebody make it happen or I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll cry anyway. Um, the yeah. other thing that's really cute is that Lewis posted – I mean, all of them posted something about, like, oh, you know, congrats and, you know, good luck with everything. And But Lewis was called him a friend. And I feel like mm-hmm. he doesn't do that very often. <laughs> no. I think I think in the past he's been, like, very, like, I, do, I don't want friends in this sport. Yeah. Yeah. Nor he would I blame him. Yeah, seriously. Fucking everything that happened with Nico Rosberg, I wouldn't want friends in the sport either. <laughs> yeah, I would hold them at arm's length as well. But anyway, it was just cute that he's like, I, I feel I could call you a friend. I can't remember exactly what he said, but oh. just so everything like, about this was so cute. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. I, I think it was actually the day that Seb announced his retirement. Um, my partner and I were like, we were just hanging out in the living room in the mood for something like F1 to watch. And we put on this, like we got, uh, we finally got F1 TV, um, which has been fun for a lot of like stuff. Like you, you get these like little documentary, like 30 minute documentary shit. Um, oh, that's cool. You get all sorts of tech talk stuff, which like Chris is obsessed with like learning all the tech stuff. I don't fucking get it. Um, <laughs> you can watch old races and so it, this is not an oh. advertisement for formula one TV, but it's, it's, it's pretty decent. Maybe have it um, for a period of time. Like now, uh, <laughs> yeah. like when we, when we don't have race weekends for how yeah. many weeks, four weeks, oh. <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> but, uh, so we decided to watch this little like 30 minute documentary on there called the rise of Lewis Hamilton. Um, and coincidentally, our friend, our friend Dylan was also watching it at the same time <laughs> on our account. And I was like, oh, well, this is good to know that we can watch the same thing in separate homes. Um, yeah. And he was texting me throughout it, like, first of all, being appalled by like Fernando Alonso's behavior <laughs> as Lewis's first teammate, like when Alonso just sat in the fucking pit lane. Yeah. Right yep. when Lewis was right behind him. Fucking asshole. Yep. But then then uh, he texts about like 
oh, the shit that Sebastian Vettel was pulling like during the the Seb Lewis rivalry, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that was that was probably some some petty bullshit, but it's okay. They're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite literally the same day that Lewis like this is my friend Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it is. It's very sweet. They're so cute. It's very sweet. So yeah, so that I happened. Was for Mick Schumacher, but <laughs> oh, his post broke my heart. Ugh, mm-hmm. just Ugh. fuck, fuck. I know, I know. <laughs> Uncle. So Sam that's what kickstarted this this crazy chain of events. It was that last week. We were all like, it was all wholesome and sweet, and also yeah, sad. Yeah, now we're good to see Seb race, and it has a whole new, like, you know, feeling to it. You know, mm-hmm. this is hungry. This track is really, like, interesting. Um, Ferrari is probably going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it was raining during free practice. <laughs> and I go on Twitter. Because I was like, shit, I like was busy at work <laughs> and I didn't have time to watch it. And uh, wait, this happened Friday, right? Or was this one Saturday morning? No, this one was Saturday morning. Okay, this because is, this so was three. So this is when I woke up to watch Quali, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the middle of Quali. I did not wake up in time. Um, I go on Twitter and I see go TV, like go the goat, <laughs> like that go TV trending on my search page. And I was like, what on earth could have happened that people would be tweeting about this? Um, and yeah, so Latifi led free practice in the rain and everybody else suffered in the rain. Latifi <laughs> I- got P1 in free practice three. Yeah, so weird. It was truly wild. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then later that day, go TV. Um, later <laughs> that day in Quali, uh, at the very last minute, like literally the very literally. last minute, like I forgot who was. It was, it was Charles. Charles, right? Yeah, Charles, and yeah. then Lewis it was on pole. Was- yeah, and we're like, okay, like, you know, Max had a bad quali. He was going to be starting at P10 or something like that, P11. And so everybody was, you know, everybody was talking about that, like the commentators. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, <laughs> like a shadow. <laughs> like a bat out of hell. Russell, yeah, George Russell just comes up and, like, gets P1, gets pole out of nowhere. And like at the very last mm-hmm. minute, nobody else had time to like do another lap to beat his time. And so- No, it was, was literally it. like 0.1 of a second was left. Yeah. And then done. Yeah. And just like everyone was like, oh yeah, so Charles on, on pole, yeah. blah, 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 and George Russell! Because <laughs> yeah. he fucking comes out of nowhere and takes his first pole position. I was so proud of him. See, we're going That's into this race. That's my baby, race, and I'm proud. Going into this race with feelings for Seb, feelings for Mick and Lewis, all these like soft things. We're we're excited for George. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is our baby. I'm so excited, especially after this race and what was last uh, France? Yeah, it was before Hungary. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
there's been a few moments where I'm like really excited for, you know, eventually Lewis is going to retire and George is probably going to stay with Mercedes unless something horrible happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to see what he does when he's let loose. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, like go be the, go be like the number one driver for Mercedes now. Like, yeah. But what I appreciate about what I really appreciate about George is he it it feels like he is very content to be the number two driver right now. Yeah. Like like I think he was a little unhappy with the results from. Yeah. uh, From from the Hungarian Grand Prix. But yeah, yeah. I he he knows that this is his time to learn Mm -hmm. and enjoy having the best athlete in the sport ever probably mm-hmm. as a mentor <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even though the cars still kind of suck like they're getting yeah. better slowly yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna be fast enough to make a difference but who knows <laughs> i mean anything can happen in way, formula one with the way that ferrari has been fucking over their own team like it might as well be a mercedes red bull dominance again <laughs> I know. Through I know. through Ferrari's own failures. Lewis and George are literally driving tractors. Yeah. And they're getting podiums and Ferraris are DNFing, double DNFing sometimes, and doing and absolutely bonkers. Right. Yeah. Doing absolutely <laughs> bonkers tire strategy. What the fuck? Yeah. It's yeah. Um <laughs> I forgot but what the I was the, say the race, the race itself was the race itself was fine. Yeah, um, uh, I put we'll go we'll go over this later. But um, Checo cheated on his wife <laughs> recently, and mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was like within the first few laps, like he got on radio and was like, "Something's wrong with my car," and there was something wrong with the car, but he was going to stay mm-hmm. on the grid. Um, and so Karma caught up with him, and mm-hmm. he did. Did he? He get. Did he get top 10? I don't even remember. Um, I was I, there was so much else going on. <laughs> oh, he was fifth. Oh, okay. He did get back up there. Yeah. I, oh, but, yeah. He he was battling it out with... Um, was it with George? He's been Somebody. battling it out with George quite a bit. I know. It's lately. kind of fun. It's really it's fun. It's been very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, che- Checo... Well, he started P11, I'm pretty sure. And there was issues. I believe there were issues with his car. And then just also, like, shit happens in the race. Um, But yeah, Checo decided, I'm going to cheat on my wife after I win in Monaco. And (laughs) the universe said no with a heart. (laughs) No podiums for you. Bad. Yeah. Eat (laughs) shit, dude. (laughs) So, I mean, um, yeah, we, we I think we went into after because this was the last race before summer break race. I think I think everyone was like, cool. All right. Solid. See you back in late August. <laughs> yeah. And then. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, this morning, it's been a long day. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. There is an announcement from Aston Martin saying that Alonzo, Fernando Alonzo, uh, the dri- one of the drivers for Al- Alpine, Alpine, 
and the and this fucking asshole. Anyway, he has now <laughs> signed a multi-year contract with Aston Martin, and so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, because you know Sebastian Vettel, that spot is now vacant for next year. Mm-hmm. There had been a lot so, of yeah. speculation as to who would take it, and yeah. I I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure people speculated that Fernando Alonso might, but I certainly did not see that coming. <laughs> I feel like I can't predict what he's going to do, except that no. whatever he's going to do is an asshole move. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. It is chaos incarnate. Yeah. Chaos and pettiness. And uh-huh. I kind of, okay, I really went into this... I went into this day like fuck Fernando Alonso. I hate him. He's so he is the worst. Like I can't stand you that man. Hate, fuck him now. No, I just have some respect okay. for his his level of <laughs> petty. <laughs> I want to be really Abby. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's fair. And I I thought you were gonna be like, and now I want to hate fuck him. <laughs> oh no, I I just no. There's still too much bad blood there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He would have to do something extremely hot, which I don't see happening because he looks like a yeah. doofus. Um, <laughs> and he's I think from it's just, Spain. Yeah, no colonizers except for Carlos Sainz. Anyway, <laughs> I have a new appreciation for Carlos Sainz as well because I saw a picture of him in like a bathtub. <laughs> and that's all it took for me, apparently. <laughs> but I told you about the time, like... <laughs> Like, I think Chris and I were talking, obviously Chris and I talk about Formula One all the fucking time, but like one night he just kind of looks at me and goes, "Is it, does it make me a bad Filipino that I like Carlos Sainz? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my brother in Christ, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... Anyway, Fernando Alonso <laughs> so, signs with Aston Martin. Um, and then more information comes out. I think th- what actually happened next was that Alpine announces that uh, Oscar, right? Is his first name? No, they didn't even announce that until today. So Alonzo, so yeah. okay, so we are recording this on August second. <laughs> okay, for for context, for in case it takes me a hot minute to to edit, we're recording this on August second. Alonzo announced that he's going to Aston Martin on August first, and then it's a full day of speculation okay. of well, then who the fuck is going to get the Alpine spot, and what the fuck this is this is unexpected because Alpine <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> No one told Alpine. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. (sighs) Fucking their team principal, I don't know how to say his last name. Otmar. (laughs) Uh, Otmar says that the way that he found out was through Aston Martin's Twitter post. (laughs) What the fuck? What? <laughs> That's incredible. It's not over. <laughs> not over. That's not it. Then Alpine gets on Twitter and announces that Piastri is going to take, join them and take Alonzo's 
old seat and he's he's in formula two and he's so he's coming up to formula one everybody's like yeah. oh that's cool that was one of the speculations that was going around like yeah i could see that um but that's well, like, not all. <laughs> well, I'm like, well, part of it. I mean, so so Oscar Piastri is, uh, if from if I'm remembering correct correctly, he was last year's F2 champion. Yes, it was 2021. Okay, so Oscar Piastri was the 2021 or yeah 2021 Formula Two uh, World Championship driver, and then was signed with Alpine to be their reserve driver oh, yeah, for this right. year. Yeah. And he has been, he has also been on loan for McLaren this year as well. Cause they didn't get a reserve driver. Um, so I guess Alpine found it within their heart to be like, sure, you can, you can borrow our driver. Um, but like within our, uh, our discord, there was a lot of speculation as well. <laughs> uh, of like what the fuck is going on and because then there was starting to be rumors that Oscar Piastri would be given the seat for Alpine but then there was but he's been in talks with McLaren yeah um, and so basically I had explained it in our discord as like this this was as of this morning this was at 10.03 a.m. <laughs> Of here's my kind of understanding based on some of the briefings and articles I've read. Alpine was taken by surprise with Alonso's move to Aston Martin because he didn't tell them. They've been in pretty heavy contract negotiations with him for several weeks trying to make something work. So they gave Piastri, their reserve driver, the hint that it might be worth looking into other teams because I think they were wanting to sign another multi-year contract with Alonso. So Piastri and his manager, who is Mark Weber, former Red Bull uh, Formula One driver, uh, take that advice and begin talks with McLaren, who have a multi-year contract with Lando and a contract with Daniel that ends after the 2023 season. The contract probably also has a performance clause, and Daniel hasn't been performing well, but neither has the car. And that, plus Zach Brown being a dick, is where the idea that they might cut Daniel's contract short is coming from. But I would think if Piastri was making deals with McLaren, it would mean he'd be their official reserve driver for another year. And then once Daniel's contract is up, Piastri is in a McLaren for 2024. Yeah. Um, so because there was there was talks of then because he might have been in talks with McLaren, he would get the McLaren seat for 2023 invoking some sort of performance clause in Daniel yeah. Ricardo's contract. And Daniel Ricardo would have to go back to Alpine, formerly Renault <laughs> that he left to go to McLaren. <laughs> so there's that whole fucky ass mess. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh-huh. So there's just been, speculation upon speculation upon speculation and then also a lot of pressure to alpine on twitter of like announce that oscar piastri is going to be your driver kind of thing and then they did so they do (laughs) we're like okay cool all right that's kind of you know expected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what was not expected was oscar piastri getting on twitter hour two hours later an hour later Like something like that. A couple hours. Yeah. A couple hours later, 
He did not sign anything with Alpine, and he will mm-hmm. not be driving for Alpine next year. In any capacity, up for interpretation. But mm-hmm. what? <laughs> uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. So Alpine announced this without him signing a contract. <laughs> like... Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently, <gasps> apparently, no one tells Otmar shit. <laughs> because supposedly, I saw this on Twitter, so I don't know how fucking true this is. Supposedly, he had asked Fernando Alonso like like a few days prior to the announcement that he was going to Aston Martin. Like, hey, are you going to sign with us? Or have you signed with somebody else? And Alonzo's like, no, I don't know. And then announces that he's going to Aston Martin. <laughs> On top of that, supposedly Otmar has been in contact with Mark Webber, trying to negotiate some sort of contract deal for Piastri seat. Yeah, this is all and, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well. They <laughs> just, I'm stunned. <laughs> How does this happen? They really, did they really, they really thought they were going to get away with it. Because here's the thing is like they posted they this. to pressure him into signing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing is Alpine posted this in the middle of the day, like, like central standard time. Australia is asleep. Yeah. Oscar Piastri is from Australia and there is no quote like from him in the Alpine announcement that he's going, (laughs) that he's officially signed for his Formula One debut, a seat with Alpine. People were like, is Oscar even awake? (laughs) Is Mark Webber even awake? I don't think they were. I think they had to be woken up. I think so too. And the thing is just like when I, saw, <laughs> when I saw when I saw Alpine Alpine announce that Piastri was going to be their driver, I quote tweeted it and I was like, "Oh, nice. Mark Webber answered <laughs> Otmar's texts." And then somebody woke up Oscar Piastri and he said, "I don't lips. like this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and said, "No" with a heart. And I quote tweeted that being like, never mind. <laughs> Mark Webber did not respond to Omar's texts. Um, so Alpine, oh. Alpine has screwed itself out of two drivers for um, their singular seat. And Piastri is still in contract with Alpine for like, reserve driving or something like that. So there's also legal Mm -hmm. issues there that they're fighting Mm -hmm. out as well. Um, And then the other thing is that, so this is from Twitter as well. So supposedly, but supposedly Alpine wanted Alonso to renew for one year as a seat warmer of sorts Mm. for Piastri. Um, And it seems like Alonso waited for Piastri's contract deadline and announced this without telling Apine and then going on vacation and posting on Instagram saying, bye fuckers. 
<laughs> well, that was because well, that was the other thing is that Otmar was bitching about how okay, this is fair for Otmar to bitch about that he found out that his his driver was going to a new team on Twitter, but yeah. he was just like. I've been trying to get a hold of Alonzo and he's he is on some boat in Greece. And then today <laughs> Alonzo posts that selfie on Instagram of him giving a thumbs up with his location tag. He's in Spain. Yep. He's just hanging out. He's at home. Yep. He's just ignoring you, Otmar. <laughs> yep. He's on vacation. <laughs> oh, Otmar in the no good, very bad, terrible day. But also, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But legendary pettiness. Oh, yeah. Alonso. Oh, yeah. Um, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. And so now so, so now it's, where the fuck is the fuck Piastri going to get a seat? Who's going to Alpine? Yeah. Can Alpine yeah. survive this? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hi, Billy. Sorry. Abby says hi. We're talking about your bitch. Is Hobbsy okay? Yeah. I asked if he was good, and he just laughed at me. Oh. So he was not good. Oh, dang it. So embarrassing. (laughs) My child is misbehaving at school. I drugged you him drug him your and child. He's still, he's still <laughs> misbehaved. So embarrassing. I, I have to remind you, I am a mandated reporter. Shut up. <laughs> My child is an orange cat. <laughs> oh, then it's okay. okay. Who yeah, amongst us up. doesn't have to do a little bit of drugs to go to the doctor? <laughs> I'm a licensed therapist. <laughs> Um, Hobbs has a warning on his chart. Oh no! An aggressive oh. warning. Yeah, he's an asshole oh. at the vet now. I he never used to be like this until we started having to take him all the time for his teeth. Um, oh, he has trauma. He yes, he, he <laughs> I feel so bad. We're traumatized, oh, no. BB. Oh no. Okay, where but, were we? We're talking about Otmar's bad day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a yeah. little bit of Zach Brown's bad day, too, because he is apparently promising seats that don't exist left <laughs> and right to several people. This is not the first time a sim- like a situation like this has happened with McLaren, like where McLaren has like been kind of shady about signing on other drivers because they did this with their IndyCar team not too long ago. Um, so... Who the fuck knows is going on with Zach Brown? I feel very... I don't feel very bad because they're all rich people. They have a lot of money. I don't fucking care. But also at the (laughs) same time, I do feel a little bit bad for Daniel Ricciardo, who is just like, I'm supposed to still be here for another year, guys. (laughs) Contractually, this is my seat. Yeah. (laughs) But that being said, I would like to announce that I am driving for (laughs) McLaren. Zach Brown offered you a seat. <laughs> Zach, if Zach Brown has also offered you a seat, you may be entitled <laughs> to financial compensation. <laughs> uh, what is happening? <laughs> I, these 
this is what makes Formula One good. I saw yep. people being like, I saw people understandably and correctly being like, this is not how this sport should be. This is not <laughs> professional sport behavior. And listen, you are correct on an intellectual level. However, I am not an intellectual. So <laughs> I think this is the best that F1 can be. This is peak. This is peak. This is what peak performance looks like. You might not <laughs> like it. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> I so live for this shit. This is so good. So good. I miss the days. It's rare. It's rare to have one day where you can be on Twitter all day and new shit. Like the entire internet is just talking about something. <laughs> and it's just one giant big big inside joke on Twitter and it's just going uh -huh. around and you're sharing memes with everybody and it's amazing. We got this for like two days. <laughs> like just summer break started just... yesterday. <laughs> it's silly oh season, god. baby. Oh my god. Nothing so fucking matters anymore. So we have to we'll we'll eventually find out what we're waiting to hear is who is Alpine going to have to drive for them. Oh. Um, Alonzo still has to finish out the year with them. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to sit in the pit lane. <laughs> Him and Ocon already don't really get along. No. Does Alonzo get along with anybody? Like I don't think so. Um, uh, Apparently, Lance Stroll fucking loves Fernando a lot. Like, that's his favorite driver. Oh, so that'll that makes be, a lot I of think, sense. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I think they're going to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think. You think Alonso's going to, like, like, suicide bomber crash absolutely. into Lance Stroll? Absolutely. <laughs> It would be a calculated decision, too. I wouldn't be surprised this if I saw This man that. is chaotic evil. <laughs> you can't predict what he will do next. No. <laughs> that it's assholey. Yeah, except that it is self-serving <laughs> in every way. And honestly, Barry? yeah, I, I agree. There is a level of respect that comes <laughs> with like that, unfortunately. However, dedicated. <laughs> I am an Alonzo hater until I die. <laughs> Yeah, fuck Alonzo. But this right here, I I see you. Game uh -huh. recognizes Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, also, like, fuck, man. As somebody who relatively recently got out of a very shitty, toxic workplace and has been experiencing, like, a lot of workplace trauma ever since, like, seeing all of this shit is just like, ah. <laughs> oh. Balm to the soul of getting to yeah. see employees be like, fuck you to their employers. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. Absolutely yep. stunning. So good. It's healing for me. <laughs> oh, Alonzo is helping you heal. Fuck. <laughs> Are you an Alonzo now? No, that is, that is your partner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Billith. Okay, oh, Billith. so... That's kind of why we wanted to record, but we figured since it's summer break, we may as well like have like a, an actual episode. <laughs> so yeah, 
we're just going to do like a quick recap of like the race highlights for the first half of the season. Um, and these are race highlights for Abby and Jess. I don't think there is a single P in this entire outline. Nope. We don't talk about anybody getting places. <laughs> what do we sort of do? We recognize if they get podiums, but that's as far as we talk about. So anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Again, if you are listening to us because you are also a Formula One person and you thought, mm, I'll check out these people. This sounds good. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not the podcast you're looking for. This is Jess and Abby do Formula One. And honestly, I would recommend it. Formula One, yeah. Formula One is way more fun when you do it this way. <laughs> Yes. It's also horny. It's also so <laughs> horny. So we horny. Really been horny at all yet. Like I guess we're talking about Fernando Alonso. <laughs> so I was I was before we started, I was looking up my tweets from mm-hmm. from the GPs, which is also this also came in handy that I live tweet every single Grand Prix. <laughs> I um, did the same when there was one that was horny. Yes. It was the Canadian Grand Prix uh, because they kept saying, you can see him edging and <laughs> I have no grip. <laughs> that was great. I think there was also one about Sebastian Vettel being a top. Vettel's got top speed. And I said, damn, congrats on your top energy, Seb. Um, so. I know that the all the promo like before before i think it was that race mm-hmm. there was a video on instagram somebody was videotaping lewis in the back of the cars when they were like doing the parade thing and mm. lewis grabs the phone and the way he grabs the oh. phone he's going for your throat <laughs> and they posted this on the internet <laughs> and expected us not to to be horny? To know this? <laughs> right. Oh, I have to add a note for uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix. Oh. We'll get to it later. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> when we did our first Formula One episode, it was right after the Bahrain Grand Prix. So we talked about Bahrain in that episode. We also had said in that that we were going to do an episode explaining what happened in Abu Dhabi <laughs> last year. <laughs> And listen, uh, that episode was recorded. I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day. Not because it's bad. It's because the editing of it has been hell. Every single time I try to do editing with it, um, Audacity crashes. And it's only that episode. I can edit other episodes just fine. I think it's cursed. We also it is got, cursed. Yeah, we got, we got too high. <laughs> and had to stop... And start over that episode because we were too high and laughing at our own jokes. So we laughed for like fifteen minutes at our yes. at your meme that you posted of the goth house and the pretty cute house and us mm-hmm. and our hats and our yeah. our headphones. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We laughed at that for like that literally fifteen high minutes. Laugh for fifteen yeah. minutes before we started recording so so i don't know if that episode uh, will ever come out (laughs) i told you to let it go (laughs) like just it's not meant to be (laughs) yeah it's fine so if if you are a person that got into formula one because of us hello uh (laughs) 
if you are still like, what the fuck happened at Abu Dhabi last year? Go listen to another Formula One podcast. Like, (laughs) it's okay. I'm sure Quick Stop F1 has an excellent episode about it. Go listen to them. (laughs) Yes. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. um, You can go listen to that episode to hear us talk about Bahrain. um, Mm -hmm. Because that was the first race of the season. Season, uh, Race number two is Abby's birthday. <laughs> it was my birthday. And it was homophobic because it was this race took place in Saudi Arabia. And uh, the war that is going on in Yemen kind of bled over into this. And there were ex- like missiles fired, like kind of close mm-hmm. to the track. And At the Aramco was- factory. Yeah. And, Apparently there was a meeting of like, hey, should we even have this race? Like, uh, what the fuck? Um, and apparently Lewis and one other driver were the only ones that were like, no, we shouldn't do this because it's I'm dangerous. Not fully for us. It was Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, I think so too. Now, <laughs> which is disappointing, mm-hmm. but not surprising. No. Um, no. So yeah, that happened at that race. The other thing that I remember is that the Alpines they let the Alpines fight amongst themselves. Oh, yeah. And it was very entertaining for a couple laps because it was, like, to their detriment. <laughs> like, it yes. did not benefit them to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, I'm looking at my tweets from from then. Um, apparently, Latifi crashed. Of course he oh, did. Oh, big surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. And caused a safety and, car. I remember that. And we were all like, oh, yeah. God, what is this ah. again? <laughs> Latifi, safety car. It was a disappointing birthday race for me, which I think then means that Max Verstappen got P1. And then I said the Ferrari should kiss for my birthday. They didn't. And now I think they're, they're in their like breakup phase right now. Yeah. It's not going. (sighs) Um, bad time. So Australia was next and that was a weird race Mm. because it was technically at night here. So I was oh yeah not, I was not sober and so I don't really remember that race because it was nighttime and I was relaxing yeah it was at midnight it was at midnight <laughs> on Saturday yeah it was 10 p.m. I was drinking tequila it was weird is this is is this what it's like to live in Europe and be able to watch Formula One like at a normal time and not at five in the morning right um, anyway the only, only note that I have for Australia is that it was George's first podium as like a Mercedes like driver like an official mercedes driver and it was real cute and that's all I got. yeah uh yes i have uh oh yes this I'm is when i started with formula one at night <laughs> <laughs> um and it looks like there was a ferrari crash or dnf because i said no how will the ferraris kiss now i think it was carlos uh yeah. It was like early too. Yeah. Oh, this is the weekend that Seb kept having to be on a scooter. Um, <laughs> not the weekend that he got robbed, but the weekend that he got in trouble for driving a scooter on the track, which I thought was hilarious. Um, it was hilarious. made for some great memes. He got a fine for it, and I think that's bullshit. I think That's they should have paid him. That was the last straw for him. That was the last straw. He can't even ride a scooter in peace. It's bullshit. I think they should have paid him more money for it. I think so, too. You know how much merch was created out of that? Oh, <laughs> like, yes. 
Good shit. So good. Good shit. Uh, scooter time for Seb. Oh, Verstappen DNF. Oh, that's right. <laughs> good times. Good that was times. a good one. We were like, it oh, yeah. like- I think Christian Horner had made a comment af- like after Saudi about like, oh, you know, I'd, pref- I'd rather be in a fast car that we have to fix than, uh, oh, yeah. than a slow car and, you know, throwing shade at Mercedes. Um, and here, like, Mercedes is going to fucking catch up to them in the Constructors' mm-hmm. Championship because they're unreliable-ass cars. Yeah. They're fast, but who knows if they'll finish? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's like... Um- that's like heterosexual sex <laughs> between a man who doesn't know where the clit is. It'll be fast. You don't know if you're going to finish. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, That's how I imagine Christian Horner is in bed. Anyway. <laughs> oh, poor Jerry. <laughs> um, Imola, the only note I had for this race was that Daniel is Italian because I looked at my tweets as well. And one of my tweets was Daniel is Italian. Let him, let him, let this be his race or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted awake and ready to pretend Italy is real. So yeah, that was um, a good time. And apparently Lando podiumed here, which I do not remember. At I all. don't remember either. I really don't. And, like, looking through my, um, looking through my tweets of this, of this race, I don't even mention that Lando podiumed. (laughs) I don't believe it happened. I think it was aliens. (sighs) Lando has gotten on my last fucking nerve this year. I don't like him anymore. No! He sucks. He's a little shit. He and not in a fun way. Not yeah. in a fun or good way. He's just he's he he is the very like epitome of like I'm a nice guy. Like yes, I'm I'm a nice guy. Love. It's <laughs> my Lando Norris impression. Wow. <laughs> um, but like him bitching, like George isn't fun anymore. And then like. Uh, Lando Norris is the type of guy or George Russell is the type of guy to to place behind Lando Norris only for Lando to fucking lose his positioning over George on the first turn (laughs) that was in France sorry I'm way ahead but I'm mad about Lando Norris because he's just so annoying I texted Jess was I I don't even remember if you knew me when I was 22 but I was like was I this annoying when I was 22 because he's so fucking annoying (laughs) yes he is he needs to grow up or leave or. Uh-huh. No, yeah. he's got like a 30 billion year contract with McLaren. He's never leaving. Uh, he's going to be insufferable for the next few years. I can't. Uh, I don't remember him being this bad. Maybe he was just quiet because no. he was new. He was new. <laughs> well, I feel like like he had a relatively decent season last season. And this season mm-hmm. has not been great for anyone at McLaren. Uh <laughs> But, like, I feel like that's just made it. He's just been a poor sport. Like, he's got a bad yeah. attitude because his team isn't doing well. And that's I don't even exactly what it po- is. My dude, I don't even remember you podiuming in Imola. Yeah. I just remember it being a very boring race. There <laughs> yes. was a sprint race that weekend, I think. That was stupid. And Imola cat. Yeah. 
that's there's yep, there's that's a it. cat that lives at Imola, <laughs> and she has a badge. <laughs> she does. <laughs> what a good cat. So next we had Miami, and they did the most Florida thing they could have done. <laughs> <laughs> what they do Jess they made what a they fake marina in the middle I... of the track in Miami where there is a uh, real marina mm-hmm. a very um, popular one and the fake marina wasn't even well done <laughs> like it was no. it was not quite like 2d for it to be like an artistic choice either it was like somebody tried to make this look realistic and it just didn't have the skill to do Mm -hmm. that i think it's hilarious and then they put and then they put boats on top yes and and you know how expensive (laughs) it was to get seats on those boats that weren't even on real water (laughs) it was so expensive that's why it's funny do you understand why when F1 is at its funniest? It's when it's clowning on rich people. Exactly. People spent thousands of dollars to get those stupid fucking seats in a marina that's just some cardboard. <laughs> and a Getty Images picture of water. <laughs> like, but I stand oh. by it. I think the fake marina is peak florida yes and that's what all the european if you are european listening to this right now i don't want to hear it (laughs) this is peak florida and it's beautiful florida is is a beautiful place sometimes it's kind of peak american (laughs) to be honest it's so you know what you know what i think it's hilarious I think I think Formula One needs. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I think Formula One needs to also stop taking itself so seriously because it's so fucking unserious, as seen by we are two days into summer break, <laughs> and they want us to believe this is a gentleman's posh sport. No, this is a sport where we have a fake marina. <laughs> <laughs> And a bad, just a bad track. I hate the track in Miami. Oh, I don't ever want to go back to Miami. We're going back though. I think, right? Like that's. Oh yeah, we have a. There's a multi-year contract with Miami. They literally. They they, I think we also. (laughs) Well, and I think we also have to have to mention the where in Miami Mm. the the track itself is built. it's built in an area that one then displaced a lot of black and brown folks. Um, and then two like essentially like redlined several neighborhoods of black and brown folks by putting it right by their fucking houses and like the fucking noise pollution that day. Yeah. Or the whole weekend for that matter. And pollution pollution that day. Right. 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 And it, it left it left a lot of people unhoused. Um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't if we didn't mention that. Yeah, also very American. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, completely. 
Has it's American so nice that Apple Americans Fire. are getting involved in Formula One. Things like this. I, Formula One, this is what happens. This happens with football stadiums all the time. And Oh, yeah. You're just coming, coming right with us. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do think that... Um, I do think it's fun to be an American Formula One fan because I do think Europeans need to be knocked down a peg sometimes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and reminded that y'all are just as racist too. And where do you think we learned it from? <laughs> yep. We were a British colony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's our, some pretty uniquely American shit there though. Yes, yeah. that too. That. Um, um what was really nice about that weekend was all of this, like, Americans love Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yes. Americans love Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that love was felt at Miami. It was so mm-hmm. nice to see that. Like, all the celebrities were in the Mercedes garage. <laughs> like, they mm-hmm. wanted to be with Lewis. Because Lewis is a celebrity. Like, a legit worldwide celebrity. He literally is now Everybody an knows. owner of the Denver Denver Broncos as of yeah. today. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, that's, that's another thing Lewis that happened. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Americans love some Lewis Hamilton. Um and then oh, Martin Brundle did a grid walk interview thing as, as they he do. Does. This man was not meant to do this in America. They need somebody no. new to come and do this in America <laughs> because Martin Brundle cannot tell black people apart. <laughs> no. And it was so embarrassing to watch that. That was horrible. <laughs> the like, secondhand embarrassment. I, I had to mute the TV. I, I did too. I had to mute the TV and I had to walk away. It <sighs> was so painful. That and was like so cringy, so and like, gross. Granted, like Martin Brundle also has like some like he's got to have like an earpiece and like somebody mm-hmm. feeding him information of like oh this it's this person. So it's also yeah. not just Martin Brundle; it is also the entire Sky Production? Sports team. Yeah, yeah. Does can't fucking tell black people apart. What the fuck? Yeah, this is what I mean when I say Europeans need to be knocked down a peg some fucking times. <laughs> Is because Martin Brendel could know every, because this was also the thing, is people were like, well, they didn't know who Martin Brendel was. Why the fuck would they know? Why the fuck? Not to bring back up Texas last year, but why the fuck would Megan the Stallion know who Martin Brendel is? She's Megan the fucking Stallion. Are you kidding me? Get off your stupid high horses. Martin Brendel is not a world celebrity. He is no. not that important. <laughs> he Think of cannot. A sport that you don't watch, right? Do you know any of the commentators for that sport? No, no. <laughs> but I bet you fucking know who Serena Williams is. He yeah. doesn't. He called nope. her Venus. <laughs> My God. I'm really. And it's not it. like it's. It's, it's not like it was a surprise that they like. It's not like it was a surprise that the Williams sisters were there. They were talking about it long before Martin did his little grid walk. He could have taken the time to figure out which was which sister, and doesn't because he doesn't care. Because Europeans need to be knocked down, knocked a down peg. the peg. <laughs> Europeans need to be pegged. 
That is my official <laughs> statement. Martin Brundle needs to be pegged. There we are. <laughs> we end. Yay. <laughs> we made it horny, but I don't like that. Not for no. me. That can be horny no. for somebody else. I'm sure it is. Um, so next, I want to go back and look at the astrology of the Spain weekend because it feels <laughs> fun. <laughs> like a lot of things happened. <laughs> um, it just feels weird. It feels off. So Spain, the Spain weekend was Checo's weekend. <laughs> was it? Didn't he, he podiumed. Oh, that's he didn't right. get P one, but he podiumed despite being told earlier in the race that he was on a different strategy than Max over the radio, mm-hmm. and he was like, "That's not fair." Uh, That's right. And then he's been doing fucking phenomenal since. Yeah. Until he cheated on his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) Karma did come back. I mean, P5's not bad. It's still, you know, not what he was doing. Yeah. Fuck Red Bull. Like, I know we haven't really talked about Red Bull a lot this episode, even though we fucking fuck Red Bull. Um, but they've kind of been like not in the forefront of everybody's minds because number one, Ferrari is just fucking up royally, mm. like getting in their own way. Um, there's so much other nonsense happening, and they have I mean, Max. Their, their cars are unreliable, so they haven't been consistent. And Max is not like he was last season, and we'll talk about that later. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's not always on my mind as a threat <laughs> necessarily, right? Yeah. Um, no, I do. Still yeah. Suck. I hate them. Yeah. I, Checo I'm like looking. Right. I'm like, lo- yeah, I'm looking through my tweets for that weekend and like Checo had asked for Max to get out of his way. Um, and I think they, they pulled team orders basically, yeah. if I remember correctly, but like basically that was like one of the first big times of, of Red Bull really fucking Checo over this season. Um, mm-hmm. But then the, apparently in the in interviewing, um, somebody had asked Checo a, a question because uh, I had tweeted, maybe not a great idea to have someone from the colonizing country interview Checo asking him if he's at least half Spanish. <laughs> Europeans Again. need to be knocked down a peg. <laughs> oh, my God. Good Lord. How did they? And they say we don't know world politics, world history. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> That's like we all I'm like fucking thinking of. Cultural issues. <laughs> right. Good Lord. Um, the fun thing that happened that we, well, I don't know if this is necessarily fun. It's fun for us. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Vettel probably would say differently. Um, Sebastian Vettel was robbed. <laughs> on the street of Barcelona. <laughs> and I guess it was like his backpack that had all his travel documents in it or something. And so mm-hmm. he asked a random stranger on the street if he could borrow their scooter and he chased <laughs> after them on the scooter. He, But it's not just that he asked to borrow the scooter. He also like essentially was like, I'm Sebastian Vettel, four-time world championship driver. Can I borrow your scooter to chase down these men who have stolen my travel documents and AirPods? 
Oh yeah, the AirPods. That's yeah. how he knew where they were. Yes. <laughs> That's how he tracked them because he tracked his AirPods. A smart man. <laughs> he is a smart, vulnerable man. <laughs> we love him. Uh, <laughs> he won't stand for injustice. <laughs> So imagine, ima- imagine stealing, being like, oh, there's a backpack. I'm going to steal that. Stealing a backpack. <laughs> Thinking you'd get away with it. And then Sebastian Vettel shows up on a scooter and starts chasing you down. You can catch his backpack. <laughs> but like, all that's like, all that's playing, like the music that's playing is the music from The Wizard of Oz when the Wicked Witch of the West is on the her bike in the tornado where it's like that is Sebastian Vettel going through the streets of Barcelona like I'm gonna get my fucking airpods back bitch oh my god (sighs) amazing oh I forgot about this I'm sorry I I had I'm I'm just looking up all my tweets now because I'm hilarious um I so I name searched Sebastian Vettel on my on my twitter um and earlier in June, he was featured on the cover of of a, a queer magazine of Out magazine. Oh, <laughs> um, and I had tweeted, "Love Seb, love the work he does as an ally. Have lots of strong opinions on allies being featured on covers of queer magazines, especially during Pride Month." <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I forgot that I had quote tweeted it saying. Also, I thought the cover was Sebastian Vettel's coming out because I am dumb, (laughs) gay, and lack reading comprehension, and I am very disappointed. (laughs) I thought it was his coming out as well, and I was like, wow. (laughs) No. I was so excited. No, no. no. Just an ally. Talk, Sebastian. Ally. (laughs) If I ever meet Sebastian Vettel, I'm going to make him do a TikTok with me. And it's going to be that one. Monaco was boring. It was, but Checo won and then he cheated on his wife, as we've mentioned many times already in this yep. episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, that was really fun that. to see Checo win. That was really fun to see Checo win. Um, Especially after, like, the race before being told that he's on yeah. a different... He He's not being treated the same as Max. Like, fuck you. Look at all... Mm-hmm. Look at look at all these boys saying all the older boys being like mm. fuck you guys I yeah. still have it in me <laughs> yeah well like I I was recently talking with with my partner about it and he like talking about like the rumors that Checo's car is different from Max's um, or it is not built for Checo and Chris was just like I mean yeah when you're when you're clear on who your champion is which in Red Bull's case is Max Verstappen you're going to build the car to suit their driving style. So it's not entirely improbable that Checo has a car that just doesn't suit the way he drives because they made it to better suit Max. And man, like, and like, I get it. I understand from like a business and, and, you know, a competitive standpoint, but fuck, it's really got to fucking suck being like you, you are 100% are our second place driver. We will not even try to let you get yeah. a championship. Um, yeah. If you're going to do it, it's going to be on your own. Yeah. Which. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. God, this was the, this was, this was really the downfall of Charles Leclerc's relationship with Ferrari. Yeah, um, because 
they fucked him over so hard on a fucking pit stop uh, where they told him to pit and it is home race and Charles Leclerc he's cursed it is a curse of Monaco for him and it's heartbreaking because they tell if, if I remember correctly it's like they told him to pit and then, like, as he was coming into the pit lane, they were like, no, never mind. And he's like, what the fuck do you mean, never mind? <laughs> he should have won. He should have yeah. won that race, and Ferrari fucked him over. And that yep. is the day that Ferrari lost Charles Leclerc. Yep. Like, I'm well aware first. that Charles' contract is until 2026. That was the day that they lost him. And they've continued to fuck him over ever since. Can you imagine racing for Ferrari? <laughs> Ferrari. Like, that is the team to be on in Formula One. Like, if you're mm-hmm. a Formula One nerd, like, historically. And then they're doing this to you. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just fucking it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and not only that, then to then adamantly deny that they're doing anything wrong. Yeah. To be like, there is nothing wrong behind the scenes here. This is the plan. Like, we plan for our engines to explode. (laughs) Kind of shit. Or like, like, we do not believe that our tire strategies have been terrible. What the fuck? How can you be the most recognizable team in Formula One history? And even people who, like, I talk to that are not into Formula One, they know who fucking Ferrari is. And not just because they also make sport cars that you can purchase yourself. (laughs) They're well aware that Ferrari is, like, the fucking face of Formula One. How are you not mortified? And I think that's, they are. And that's why they double down as much. Because they're not willing to confront their shame (laughs) and their guilt. (laughs) (laughs) And process that and work on that. Um, And so it creates a shame spiral in which they then (laughs) double down um, and start to be terrible people to like, they're fucking drivers. Yeah. Insane. This is your first time listening to this episode. (laughs) Or at least this this podcast. podcast. (laughs) To us. Abby is a therapist. Yeah. (laughs) You couldn't tell. Get some free therapy in every episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good god so speaking really, yeah. of ferrari's downfall baku which is the race that i always miss because it's in like the fucking middle of the. it's at like 3 a.m here like the yeah, only it was reason like i was six awake, in the fucking morning the only reason i was awake was because i was going to the airport to mm. visit my best friend <laughs> that's right i forgot that that was that weekend yeah so um Ferrari had two DNFs. <laughs> like insane. Oh, that's is that the they both caught on fire. No, I think so. I don't remember. One don't of remember them caught either. on fire. They've been, they've they've caught on fire so often. I can't remember which time this was. Oh God, no. Oh um, God, no. Um, Canada was next. It was. Your dad's first Grand Prix, which is so yeah. cute. Yeah, uh, the Canadian Grand Prix fell on Father's Day in America. Um, and my dad 
has never like has never really been into Formula One. He was always into NASCAR. Um, but <laughs> my dad also drives an Alfa Romeo. Um, <laughs> it, it he's in his fifties. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> dad, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please don't ever listen to my podcast ever fucking again. Um, but. We were like, my partner and I were like, well, we one, want to spend time with our fathers on Father's Day uh, and two, still want to watch the Canadian Grand Prix. So let's see if my dad wants to watch. And he was like, hell yeah, I'm in. And we got him like an Alfa Romeo team shirt. And he wears that all the time. <laughs> he wears that all the time to go hang out with his friends. Is um, he wear that Alfa Romeo is just okay? <laughs> yes. But okay, every time he's just like, is Alfa Romeo winning? I'm like, yep. Never. They sure are, dad. No, I'm not going to break no. my father's heart. My dad has had a rough year. Alfa Romeo yeah. is doing just fine. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. My bad. <laughs> but uh, my dad really enjoyed it. He had a good time. Um, he was falling asleep at some point. <laughs> um, Fair. We've all been there. Yeah, but that's normal because the way that my dad used to watch NASCAR is he would put NASCAR on. He would watch the first couple of laps because it's the first couple of laps. There's bound to be some sort of collision. He would fall asleep and take a nap throughout the middle of the race and then wake up for the last couple of laps because there would be, it was more likely to be more crashes at that point. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, is, that is how my dad used to watch NASCAR. So that is similar to how he was watching Formula One. <laughs> Can't do that in Formula One because anything can happen. All right, right. <laughs> Uh, but some things, some fun things that my dad said, uh, he thought that Charles Leclerc was that French guy from Talladega Nights. <laughs> um, when he talked, uh, he said, I simply wouldn't break when talking about driver strategy and, mm-hmm. uh, then started calling Charles Leclerc, uh, the WWE wrestler, Charlotte Flair. So... <laughs> Um, which that was also another thing that my dad and I used to watch all the time was WWE. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a fun time watching the Canadian Grand Prix with my dad. <laughs> um, I don't remember this race. I remember that this was Lewis's first podium of the season and that was really exciting, mm-hmm. but I don't remember anything else. Um, you put Checo goes for a mindfulness nature walk <laughs> after his DNF and I do not yeah. remember that. <laughs> yeah, that I think. Because I think this also happened during either practice or qualifying where something happened with his car. And the the way that the Canadian track is, it's on an island. Um, so there's, if you, in certain spots of the, the track, <laughs> like if you have to leave the track and go back to like the pit, you're just walking in mud and nature like it's it's not built like you know other racetracks would be um and so it's just we just kept getting shots of like and like they couldn't get a like a scooter back there to him so we just kept getting shots of like Checo walking through the fucking forest <laughs> back to the pit after he dnfs and that happened twice if i remember correctly oh that's so funny Lewis finally got back on the podium for the first time since Bahrain um, wearing the gay helmet. Just yeah. putting that out there. Mm-hmm. 
and Bahrain, he probably shouldn't have been on the podium. Like that was just yeah. dumb luck because everybody yeah. decided to all the engines failed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that race. Was such a good such a good race. You know what else was a good race? Silverstone. Hmm. <sighs> okay. So Zhou Guanyu crashed, first of all, and it was horrific. Horrific. Like what? three laps in the first lap no it was like it was literally the the first turn god it was like the first turn and 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 we barely saw what happened all i really remember was like seeing george go off and being like oh god george no and then it was a red flag and we couldn't see anything else (laughs) yeah and they wouldn't show us the car or anything because they didn't know if he was Mm -hmm. okay and we were like oh my god if he's fucking dead like no Mm-hmm. No, um, but but he was okay. He he made it. He was fine. He was actually like walking around and was like talking and didn't seem that hurt. But I'm sure he was yeah. sore because that crash was crazy. He like the car like flipped over the barrier and went into where all the journalists stand. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember who bumped into Joe. Oh my god! That um, that there were like four crashes. Yeah, in that there moment. was there was several crashes. <laughs> Another crash was um, Albon also got hit, um, and well, yeah, also ended up having not. to go to the hospital during that race too. Or not the hospital, but yeah. well, Albon did go to the hospital. Joe didn't have to go. Um, he was okay, like based on the checks that they did in the medical tent. But yeah, the car fucking f- flipped over several times, like skidded across the ground upside down. And then flipped over like the tech pro barriers and wedged itself between the barriers and the the chain link fence. And um, George also spun out because he was part of that that crash and immediately got out of his car and hauled ass over <laughs> to see if Joe was okay. Um, and I had a lot of respect for George Russell in that moment. <laughs> too <laughs> like no hesitation peop- either no just, and and people yeah. were calling it like corny or like being like well he shouldn't have done that like did any of the other drivers stop and get out like he fucked himself over and it's like, it- do you think he was thinking in that moment yeah, do you think anything was else was on his mind other than dear god my peer and friend might be dead right now yeah like, he did the fucking right thing, and I voted him driver of the day, despite the fact that he wasn't allowed to race afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but for real, if the halos were not on these cars, I don't think he would have been alive. Yeah. It was... It was horrible. That race took out so many people. Like, mm-hmm. not like that, but just like, uh, Valtteri didn't finish... Mm-hmm. Who else didn't finish? So it was like Albon. Alex, Al, uh, yeah. Esteban Ocon, I think, didn't finish. Somebody, there were like six people that didn't finish. <laughs> Dropping like flies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember what Checo, what place Checo got, but I know that this was a good race he for him because second. my tweets. Oh, he did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Charles won. Um, no, Science won. That was Science's yes. first win. Oh, that's right. First win in Formula One. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because that's oh, when yeah, we sh- had all the dads. 
But not Carlos Sainz Sr. Instead of Carlos Sainz Sr., it was Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, I'm looking Wait. I'm looking at the, the results now, and there were a lot of Akon didn't finish, Gasly, okay. Bottas, oh, George, yeah. Joe, and Albon. Damn. Yeah. Oh, and then Mick Schumacher got his first points. My boy! <laughs> Wasn't he racing, like, with Lewis for a hot second, too, and he was defending? No. Well, or was that the no? no it was, was that he was qualifying? racing with Max. Oh, that's right. So, um, that's right. Okay, so I'm looking at I'm looking at the tweets too. Um, both Alphatari spun out. Then I remember that like they both oh, spun yeah. out at the same time because they almost ran into each other. And fucking Yuki got a, a big old penalty for that, like oh, a penalty yeah. that that really he shouldn't have gotten because like though it I know Gasly of- retired, it like he didn't. Whatever. It was a harsh penalty. It's racist. Um, But Verstappen got a puncture and then started throwing a temper tantrum because if Verstappen has anything wrong with his car, it is a meltdown on like toddler levels. Actually, you know what? I've seen toddlers have more appropriate and mature reactions to when something doesn't go their way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But he was he was in the mid he was in the midfield and he kept being like, I don't think the car is going to make it. I don't want blah, 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 blah. And they were like, you're going to be able to finish within the points. Suck it up. <laughs> they had to basically be like, stop it over the radio. But yeah, he and Mick were battling it out for quite a while um, in that Mick kept trying to get around him, but um, was unable to, but he got his fucking first points in eighth place. I was so proud of him. So cute. Yes. Um, we had Austria next and this, there was a sprint this weekend and I don't like the sprint races. No, me either. They're stressful. I don't quite, I don't really understand the strategy to the, to how they're driving. I just, I don't like it. Mm -mm. And this one was the one where they let the Ferraris fight it out. And we were like, what are they fucking doing? Why, where are the team orders? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The Orange Army was there as well, and they were Fucking... setting off, like, orange dust everywhere, and it was horrible, and everybody kept complaining about it because they're the worst. Mm-hmm. And people were being fucking harassed, like, mm-hmm. fans. Um, And wh- who was it? It was Mercedes and, like, Aston Martin, like, brought some, like, women into their into the garage to mm-hmm. protect them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. So this is this, this is like Red Bull's home race, right? It's the Red yeah. Bull ring. And so everyone there or not everyone, but like, you know, the majority of the fans there are Max Verstappen fans. And the amount, cause I guarantee you this, this kind of shit happens at every Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. because men exist right um yeah. but yeah because white people exist um but like i to this level <laughs> that yeah. i was that i was seeing people talk like at the grand prix talking about like 
there was sexist comments being thrown around. People were being catcalled. People were being sexually harassed. People were getting homophobic slurs thrown at them. People were getting racist slurs thrown at them. Somebody fucking burned a Lewis hat. Yeah. That's when it started. Max Verstappen fans burning Lewis Hamilton merch. And Europeans brush this shit off and y'all need to be knocked down a fucking peg because it's bad news bears when some white people are burning things in hatred of black people. That's KKK behavior. Yeah. That, that is an alarm bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I listened in on a, a racing spaces afterwards and I was I was honestly infuriated by the amount of white Europeans being like this isn't a European issue kind of thing trying to find yeah. any way that they could to somehow blame this on um America's following <laughs> yeah. into to Formula 1 and now granted that's not to say that uh, white supremacist movements in America don't influence white supremacist movements in Europe. Um, however, <laughs> what we're not going to do is say that it's drive to survive's fault. What we're yeah. not going to do is say it's because they're trying to get more American fans in. What we're going to do is acknowledge the fact <laughs> that y'all are where it started. Who We are literally... America is literally a colony mm-hmm. <laughs> of Europe. All of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Most of this most of the Pacific. And like all of Africa. <laughs> and the Middle East. Like literally mm-hmm. everybody. It's it was it was really frustrating to to just see people try and explain it in any way that wasn't just it is straight up white supremacy. Like that is what it is, and that is what <laughs> that's what drove fucking Max Verstappen last year. Yep, still does to an extent. I, I, I think I think I think this is a good time to bring up the the difference in Max Verstappen's behavior yeah. from last year to this year. I feel like last season he had a lot of pressure on him to win. And mm-hmm. he was either told to do this or this is out of him. This came out of him, but do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I because, wouldn't be surprised if it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Like we're, we're all well aware of the fact that Max Verstappen, like fuck Max Verstappen, but he was very much so abused as a child. Yeah. And people post stories of his abuse as if they were inspirational stories at the hands of his father who is in the garage every single weekend yeah along with fucking christian horner and fucking helmut marco who is explicitly (laughs) and unapologetically racist this is also when also all the fucking nelson pk shit was going on oh my god fuck god there's been so much shit that's happened 
fucking Nelson Piquet. There was an interview with him. He's a former Formula One driver, world champion, blah, blah, blah. One of the greats where he called Lewis Hamilton the N-word in Portuguese. And then there were people being like, no, that's not the N-word. That's not what he said. Or like defending him and saying like, all Brazilians say this. And a lot of black Brazilians were like, excuse the fuck out of you. Um, Well, guess who Max Verstappen is dating? It's uh, Nelson Piquet's daughter, Kelly, um, who had a fucking Spotify playlist of a bunch of rap songs. And the title of the playlist was Black with the A as the devil emoji. So, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if it was a little bit of uh, pressure onto Max. And also just these are the people he chooses to be around. He's a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. He's 24 years old. Mm -hmm. He can do anti-racist work. He's well capable of it. He just doesn't want to do it because it benefits him. And it benefited him all last season. And he was a fucking menace. Yep. Like dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he landed unsafe. a car on Lewis's head. He brake checked him. <laughs> like. But then this year, it's like he's it's like he's a whole new person. Yeah, he does. In terms seem... of his composure. Yeah. I mean, he still throws little fits on the track. Oh, sure. Because he's him. Too Dutch. Can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what race we were watching, but um, I maybe we were like on voice chat or something, but I was like, do you know what he said on the radio? And you were like, too Dutch. Can't understand. (laughs) Can never understand him half the time. I know. But like, I'm so glad they just have titles for the Europeans. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But like, I don't know. I just don't feel like he's been as aggressive or violent. Mm-mm. And no. I think it says and a lot. There's they they they're kind of building this like friendly mm-hmm. rival rivalry between him and Charles, and Max is just very different with Charles, even though mm-hmm. he is the, his competition this season compared to Lewis, mm-hmm. and it's really obvious. Mm-hmm. And whenever Lewis goes in front of him, overtakes whatever. He throws a fit on the radio every time. Mm-hmm. Something about his car. Like, oh, it can't just be that Lewis just passed you because Lewis is out driving his car. It's something right. has to be wrong with your car. Right. Like, it's not that Lewis is the greatest of all time. It is yeah. literally anything but, yeah. Yeah. And you don't have an actual championship. <laughs> I hate my therapist brain because I was like, it's that all or nothing thinking. It's- <laughs> Stop making me feel bad for Max Verstappen and his drama. No. no. Cool motive, still murder. Yeah, yeah. Cool motive, still like, I I see it's trauma. You're still a racist. Yeah. Yep. You can have traumatic experiences and not be racist. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Nelson PK is banned. For those who don't know, he's now banned. Um, but also, I'm just appalled at the FIA's lack of action with with the behavior at tracks of, of fans. 
Um, I think after this, after Austria, Sebastian Vettel was like lifetime ban for those people. Then anybody who gets reported for doing that kind of shit, lifetime ban. Um, And people were saying that was too extreme. And to them, I say, eat shit. They don't deserve to be there. No. If you're going to make an unsafe space for everybody, you can't be at the race. But the FIA is just like, just report it, please. (laughs) They did a video on how to report somebody on Twitter. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Formula One has a racism, white supremacy problem, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're not ready to hear that. <laughs> no, not in any way, shape, or form. Again, Europeans need to be knocked down a peg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I remember from France is Charles Leclerc screaming oh, what, as he crashed his Ferrari. It hurt. <sighs> It hurt. It really did. Um, I really appreciated all the memes, though. I <laughs> <laughs> the as former Star Wars people, as sometimes Star Wars people, the ones of his <laughs> no over Darth Vader's no <laughs> beautiful Sam on the feet. So, so good. Um, but this is also when like this is another uh, oh this is also fucking when. So so Charles was already out and Checo and Carlos started to battle mm. it out. Mm. Checo, er, Carlos is in the middle of a fucking battle with Checo and his strategy, his engineer comes on the radio and tells him to pit. <laughs> He's like, what? Are- no, <laughs> don't talk to me right now. Do not speak to me. This is also when you were texting me and you said, OMG, Pierre's mom is so cute. She loves her son. I said, I love the parents getting excited for their kids. And you said, colonizers. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. They're French. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Good Lord. But this is the first uh, Mercedes double podium. Yes. Oh, and George was being baptized yes. by Lewis in the yes, champagne. That is, that is my iPhone background now. That's my wallpaper. <laughs> His face is so, he is like reverent. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, so cute. Does it ever drive you crazy just how fast the night changes? That's oh their God. song. That's their song. I love how people were posting that photo of like little George looking at Lewis <laughs> with a bowl cut and like just his face, like like paralleling that moment. I was like, oh, mm. so heartwarming. They're so cute. They are. They had to share a podium with Max. <laughs> yeah. Not a, was it? Did Max get first at France? Yeah, because it was the last two races. It was the three of them. Oh, gross. I hate the French track. I don't like it. I yeah, also just don't I, like the French. So I, that might just be a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Austria's track. I don't mm-hmm. like France's track either. Silverstone is the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Um, so we had the Hungarian Grand Prix this last weekend where the Orange Army was burning lewis merch like mm-hmm. in mass again. again white supremacy problem that is 
KKK behavior mm-hmm. that is alarming. Mm-hmm. Take that seriously, or you're going to end up with Donald Trump for your president. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, shit. No, for real. For real. That's where that started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Europeans listening to this, please. Yeah. Um, we also got to see Lewis's large outline oh. of his peen. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Sir. Oh my God. Lewis On is massive. the podium. <laughs> Lewis the podium. is massive. Good times. I'm not complaining. So yeah, that's that's we're caught up. Oh for the season. yeah. The the this is also this is Ferrari clown shit. Oh. Um where they they had the had them on a three-stop strategy of medium tire, medium tire, hard tire. Uh, Every was the laughing stock. Everyone was laughing at them. I still don't fully understand what that all means, nor do I really care, but I understand more about tire strategy now. Tell them, tell the people why. (laughs) Listen, I have been reading the smutty F1 series. (laughs) It's not great, right? Uh, what I really am looking for is like a fictional F1 book, like smutty F1 book, where it's like two of the drivers fall in love. I want it gay, is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is too heterosexual for me. But I'm still <laughs> reading it anyway because it's trashy and I love trash. Uh <laughs> And in some t- sometimes they do talk about actual Formula One stuff, and I learn things like some tire strategy stuff, and like why certain tires are good for certain things. And I was like, "Wow, yeah. I uh, have been I've been given an education, and I'm <laughs> horny, so it's great. <laughs> that is that's how I prefer to be." So. <laughs> Me as but well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is really the like Jesus Christ Ferrari. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like they have handed Charles Leclerc's. This could have been Charles Leclerc's year. This yeah. could have been. It should have been. And Ferrari has fucked him over at every turn. Yep. It's, and he is not happy. No. Not no, happy. Not at as all. He. he should be furious and Mattia walked oh off Mattia stormed off the pit <laughs> wall somebody tweeted he looks like he's starting his summer holiday early <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh good lord yeah I, I tweeted is Mattia throwing a temper tantrum or is he just going potty <laughs> Oh, he shit himself. What the fuck is he doing? He's an engineer. He's not, he is clearly not, he has, he's done his job for the last Mm -hmm. few years. He's gotten the cars up to where they need to be performance wise, to where they can actually beat Mercedes and Red Bull. This might just be a dumb luck thing because Mercedes cars still suck and their pit strategy sucks Uh (laughs) as well. And their pit stops suck as well. Oh God. Um, but you know, um, 
he he did what he needed to do as an engineer an engineer mind you know mm-hmm. input output type things um you need somebody else working on strategy because this is not it. <laughs> I, I think, okay, so here, here's the thing. I'm going to be a social worker for a second. Is also like the team environment has to be yeah. rancid in the Ferrari oh garage. And to my understanding and the way that I think Formula One should work is the team principal is the top leader like because you are the boss you get the final say this is why it pisses me off so much that there is pressure on Charles Leclerc to be the leader of Ferrari well why would he want to be the leader of a fucking company that's fucking him over this is not my workplace trauma talking (laughs) (laughs) but also like what the fuck the the culture there has to be terrible especially because they are not willing to take any sort of accountability for any of their shit and now listen i am not saying that toto wolf is a perfect team principal by any means like he is a cishet white man rich white man he is failable he fucks up relatively often because because he is a privileged cishet rich white man but the way that he can manage a team Mm -hmm. is what other team principles should be striving for in order to create like good and healthy results. Yep. Like healthy results. That is a really great (laughs) phrase. Like (laughs) I just, I worry. I (laughs) were again, these are fucking rich people at the end of the day. I really don't give a shit, but the, the part of me that cares about people <laughs> that I have to have, <laughs> the part of me that has deep empathy for just the human species looks at like Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz and goes, I really hope that they have a good therapist because yep. I cannot imagine the amount of like mental turmoil they are under because of terrible management. Again, yep. I understand that I'm also personalizing a little bit, but I think that's also why it it pisses me off so much because like I've been there. I've done that. It sucks. Why would I, the Ferrari is the epitome of you walking into a job interview and HR is like, we're like a family here. That was what (laughs) Ferrari was fucking built on. And they turned out to be a family, a very abusive one, but that's pretty normal. (laughs) it's just it's yeah i don't i don't think i don't think that they i don't know they just don't have the the space to fail or to struggle mentally emotionally like as an entire garage garage and that is going to completely destroy any sort of success that you could have because if you are not this is this is just plain sports psychology. If you are if you are struggling with like uncertainty and dysregulation and shit like that, you're not going to perform at your best. Yep. And they just don't care. Wild. Ferrari. Ferrari. I learned something 
last night. I'm trying to find it. Um, my friend Colleen, mm. their partner found out some information on how the team bonuses work from Formula One. Mm. From the FIA. And this is what he said. Um, prior to the new Formula One contract agreement in 2021, Ferrari is getting around $80 million from the FIA for being the oldest team active and has been participating like every year since its founding. In addition to, they also have a special veto power to veto stuff that the FIA can pass as rules. <gasps> and the they've fuck? only used it once. They've only used it once. Um, uh -huh. And the only time they used it was in 2015, they blocked a move to introduce a maximum price for engines and gearboxes. But still, what the fuck is that? Yeah. How do you get what that much that? like notoriety and power within a sport and then just be so bad at it? Just shit the bed. I just... <laughs> Good lord. I hope... Honestly. <laughs> I hope we we see a new Ferrari team principal announcement in the future. Don't know if we as, will, as, but as much as we're charmed by Mattia and his how he looks like various cartoon characters <laughs> <laughs> and also JJ Abrams. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, not good. He sucks. Not, not good. Yeah. Um I already kind of yelled about Mercedes mm -hmm. and the pit. They need to do some fucking pit stop. They were better at the Hungarian Grand Prix. They were better. Yeah. Um, but these like four second pit stops are, oh. what are you, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Um, what else? Oh, Sky Sports. Please, for the love of God, stop having Nico Rosberg on <laughs> as one of your guest commentators because he's so annoying. Uh, he oh, he is obsessed with Lewis. Lewis lives rent free in Nico's brain. <sighs> Nico Rosberg has never gotten over 2016. Oh my god! Or 2015. Fernando Alonso has never gotten over 2007. <laughs> Again, like I really, for these men's sake and for the people, particularly the women in their lives, I really hope that they go to therapy. They don't. <laughs> I can tell, but I wish yeah. they would. <laughs> Toto you goes know, to therapy. I, I was just going to say, you know who I know goes to therapy is fucking Toto Wolf. You know why? Because he talks about the wise mind. That's a man who knows DBT. That's yep. a man who knows dialectical behavioral therapy. Wow. He's also mentioned that he goes to therapy. Yes, that, that too. But also. <laughs> but like, but, but like yeah. I think that says a lot. He uses what he has learned in therapy to lead his team. Yeah. Like, that's, that's good shit. Yeah, that's how it should be. And like, like, going back to the French Grand Prix, like... George got like had a lot of moments of like being really pissed off with Checo and like bitching about it on the radio to the point where mm -hmm. Toto had to get on the radio and be like, George, keep your head down um, yeah. because he was just getting too too pissy about it. And like yeah. in the in the post race interviews was asked about it. And like George talked about like, you know, in those moments, sometimes you get really emotional and you feel like you're alone on the track and you need somebody to kind of 
kick your ass into gear kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that that can't that doesn't happen in a place that doesn't have a healthier workplace culture <laughs> where yes. you can you can be like, hey, man, I hear you, but knock it off. Now's not the yeah. time. Yeah. You know, like we can challenge each other because mm-hmm. it's a safe environment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And call each like, other out because it's a safe environment. Right. So. And like the fact that George was able to then be like, yeah, you know what? I was being a little shithead and I was being very <laughs> emotional in that moment. And I needed somebody to come and be logical with me. Like, I feel like that speaks to one, George's maturity, especially mm-hmm. compared to fucking Lando Norris, who George isn't <laughs> fun anymore. George is probably in therapy, Lando. That's why. <laughs> you should go to therapy too. Everyone. The, 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 the whole message of this episode is formula one needs to go to therapy (laughs) really does there are there are problems there are a lot of problems Mm -hmm. it is so messy and i fucking love it so much it's good shit it's such good shit this is why we love it i'm so glad you got into formula one abby i'm so glad i did too Uh, oh this is great that's all that's all i have yeah, that's for this, all I have. For this half of the season. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a long four weeks. We should have recorded this <laughs> later in the month. Because <laughs> now nah. we might have to record another one. Because if more drama goes down. It's still um, silly season. Anything yeah. can happen. I, it's literally I just, day two. Alonzo is going to come back and drive for Alpine for the rest of the season after <laughs> he told that shit. Incredible. Oh Incredible. Oh God, you love to see it. What is gonna happen? What is gonna happen? Yeah, he is chaos, like personified. Mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. cannot predict what he will do, and I love that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we respect this man, but he's the Fuck worst, and I hate him. Yeah. So yeah, um, Abby, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Cecilia. Jess, where can people find you? You can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. And you can find this podcast at LBT Pod on Twitter. We haven't really been active there <laughs> much yeah. recently. Uh, but you can still follow us. Sometimes we post funny things. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly Abby posting funny things. Um you can send us an email, lousybeautifultownpod at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash lousybeautifultownpod. If you come into our Discord and you fuck up the vibe, we will kick you out and keep mm-hmm. your money. That is what our end, our, oh. our outro was going to be. And I couldn't remember because I got too high last time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kick you out and keep your money. So, Yeah. Thank you for listening. And with that, I already said it. (laughs) (laughs) We're so good at ending episodes. (laughs) Goodbye.